What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. What up, what up? This is your boy, ATH. This is the undisputed Burger King, Steve Burger. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Mike Bondo. This is Bobby Fish, one half of Red Dragon. This is the Hitbox, Red Titus. And you're listening to the ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cast on ROHWorld.com? They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. Wankers. These three guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 107 of the ROH Cast. My name is Harry. I am the web designer and co owner of ROHWorld.com. And as always, I'm here with the other member of the ROH cast A-team. He is the American Bearded Nightmare, John. How's it going? I'm good. How are you, John? It's been a couple of weeks since the last podcast. A lot has been going on. I know. For once, we actually have something to talk about today. (laughs) Um, So we're going to kick the show off by uh, giving our recap and review of Death Before Dishonor XI-11, which was a surprise i pay-per-view out of nowhere about two hours before the show started ring of honor revealed it was a free eye pay-per-view on go fight live which very strange move to announce it two hours before because especially for websites like us because we went into panic mode of trying to get some coverage up but i think i did all right by myself covering the the whole event and uh, yeah, I think I think you should take over for all future live AI pay per view. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, based on the quality of the stream, I don't know if there'll be any future AI pay per views. Um, well, well, then you better stay tuned for the news then. <laughs> As you'd expect, it didn't work at all. Well, <laughs> I was saying that it worked for the first half. It worked I... until I was able to watch it. Yeah, as soon as John gets home, it just breaks. Like I don't know what's going on there. Whether John is. Well, he is the American Bearded Nightmare. He's sabotaging it in some way. But it, the stream worked fine until um, the second half, which obviously there was a, a peak in traffic because people wanted to see the main events, and then it just couldn't handle it. So it didn't work. Well, so I did, uh, Go on. Well, didn't they go fight live, reach out to Ring of Honor to do this because Apparently. they wanted to show off their new and improved streaming technology? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they were going to offer a... What was it? The quote was like, flawless viewing experience or something like that and it was complete opposite of that it was disaster as usual so a lot of bad press and as usual the bad pr always goes to ring of honor as opposed to go for live in these scenarios so i don't think we'll be seeing them do that again especially not charging for it they've obviously proved that they they can't afford the technology to make it work because there is ways of streaming stuff excuse me live with a lot of people watching but it's obviously expensive so I don't know. What, what do you think, John? Do you think they should try again or just give up? I've heard this somewhere else, and I'm sorry, I can't remember exactly who said it, if it was Dave Meltzer or somebody, said that Ring of Honor's in a weird place where they're kind of too big to do iPay-per-views, but too small to do regular pay-per-views. But the thing is, if they can't do re- iPay-per-views correctly, and you know, granted, this wasn't Ring of Honor's fault, mm. they need to find a way to perfect one thing before they move on to another. So... I think in the future they need to try it again only when they've tested it time and time and time and time and time again. Yeah. And then give it another shot. But in the meantime, they need to focus on video on demand and getting the shows up no later. Especially major shows like this, like Glory by Honor, Death Before Dishonor. They're major shows. 
should not be up no more than 24 hours later. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Get that video on demand, streamlined and, and really efficient. And then I think if they try this again, they're going to have to do it free. Because whenever they try it and charge people for it, they just end up giving refunds out anyway, which is just a lot of hassle. So I'm going to assume it makes sense to do sort of free trials until they can prove that, hey, guys, look, we've got this sorted now at last. After what? When did they start doing these? Final <laughs> Battle 2009. Almost <laughs> wow. four years. <laughs> They'll get there one day. It takes a bit of time. Um, so we're now going to talk about the show itself because I, we have actually both seen it. I'm just going to let that sink in for the people who listen to this show. It's very rare. I think, that... I, think, I think you need to repeat that just to make sure people heard it correctly. <laughs> yes, both me and John have seen an entire Ring of Honor event to talk about instead of just having one person have seen it and give their results. So, yeah, um, I saw half of it live and then I watched the rest later on, which was a pain staying up till 5 a.m. It didn't finish till in the end and not even seeing it. Um, so anyway, the show began... With Jay Briscoe coming out, um, who looked like he'd—I think it was Kevin Kelly said he's been looked like he's been living in a cave for the past few months ever since. He looked—he looked like Walter White in New Hampshire, for <laughs> for those uh, Breaking Bad fans out there. Um, so he was still in possession of the world title belt, even though Matt Hardy stole it. So I think that goes to your theory, John, that he gave Matt Hardy a fake belt in that. I believe he... so. He he may have handed him like one of those plastic. Well, remember, like a year or so ago, you could you could buy the Ring of Honor belt. You can Maybe still buy that. replicas. Yeah, for like two and a half grand or something. Are you kidding me? See, yeah, seriously, that's how much they are. It's like a proper replica. How uh, much are the WWE replicas? Those are a few hundred. I think the reason it's several thousand is because it's literally an exact copy of the belt. So it's not... I don't know the difference, to be honest. I wonder how many people have actually bought that, other than Ring of Honor themselves. Probably no one. I can't imagine anybody. Massive, super fan. Especially to get spend that much on the new belt as well. That's got really no um, nostalgia to it or anything. This design at the moment. So I mean, it's been vacated the most of its time, hasn't it? This belt. Um, So yeah, he he basically came out, talked about how he has to give over the belt to the winner of the tournament tonight, and he says he'll do that if they win it like a man with no shortcuts, which to me said, oh, Adam Cole's going to cheat, but he didn't. We'll get to that later. Um, He said the whole situation is bullshit with his injury and being stripped of the belt, which is what we've been saying, John, all this time. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, yeah, that was a quick promo by Jay Briscoe to kick off the show, which will tie in with what happened at the end. Um, oh, it was also announced that Ring of Honor will return to Philadelphia on February 22nd for the 12th anniversary show. Um, so the the event itself began with the, the first match of the night was Jay Lethal, unbeatable Jay Lethal, defeating Silas Young. So uh, what did you think of this opener, John? I thought it was a decent match, but it was a better opener than it was an actual match. If this went on later in the show, I would have just talked about how it was a weak, you know, kind of a weaker match, mm. but for its spot on the show, I thought it did a fine job and not overdoing it, but still getting the cry- crowd hyped up for the remainder of the show. Yeah, I think it was, um, yeah, it was it was a good match to kick off the show with. They got the crowd into it. It wasn't bad at all. It was a good, enjoyable match. Um, my only issue is I still think Silas should have won. I know we when we predicted it, you went lethal, I went Silas, didn't I? Um, I still think that Silas needs to start getting some wins against 
some guys on the roster. But there we go, Jay Lethal with another win. Is that enough to make him unbeatable again? We'll have to see what uh, the other results from Hopkins and uh, this weekend at Baltimore have to say. So then we get to um, the first semi-final in the world title tournament. Now, apparently there was a coin flip to see who went first, and I didn't realise the matches were going to be straight after one another, which meant the coin flip isn't really that much of a bonus anyway. So we had Adam Cole defeating Tommaso Ciampa in a really, really good match. This was... I don't know if this is possible, but maybe it was too good (laughs) to go second. (laughs) I was thinking the same thing while watching it. It was insane. Like, it could have been main event. I thought this was, this is my favorite match of the night. I loved this match. Like, it it was out, it was basically, they went straight to the outside within seconds, and Champa, like, powerbombed Cole onto a steel chair on the outside, vicious running knee strike on the outside, and I think they even exposed the, um, the concrete on the floor and just moved the mats out and did the, I think it was a suplex onto the floor and there were like kryptonite crunch on the second rope. All I'm just reading my report here. This was all near the start and it was just that. The opening yeah. five minutes of this match might be the most exciting five minutes of any match in Ring of Honor this year. It was insane. But the yeah. thing is, we said it might have been too good for the second match. But everything they did made sense. They're going to have to wrestle another match later in the night. Yeah, it, so, they're, so they're trying to throw out everything they can to end the match early. Yeah. So everything they did made perfect sense, and it just made for an incredible, incredible match. Yeah, it was two guys just go, giving it their all as much as they could, as quickly as possible, to try and win and move on to the final. So it made perfect sense, and it was a really, really good match. And it was it was perfectly paced throughout. You know, it had that hectic start, and it slowed down a little bit, but it still kept this intense pace you know all the way throughout and you couldn't you just sort of glued to the screen just sort of if you blinked you're going to miss something it, it was fantastic and um the finish was was quite interesting in a way i think um for what i remember cole locked in the figure four on champa and then just sort of began kicking him right in the head and essentially knocked him out and pinned him while he was in the figure four so kind of a, a unique finish you know he didn't want to tap out to the figure four and cole just essentially had to knock him out to pick up the win so yeah very good. Nothing bad at all to say about that. It was fantastic. Do you have anything else to add? I don't know what else we can say. I don't really know what else we can add either. This is this is uh, just probably one of my top five Ring of Honor matches of the year. If I had to mm. make a list right now, I loved every second of this. Yeah. Now, the thing is, for those thinking, hmm, maybe I'll buy Death Board Sonor on video on demand. You don't need to. This is actually just aired on TV's Road Rage. This and the other semi-final aired this week, and I believe the final is uh, this upcoming weekend, so you get three fantastic matches on Road Rage there. Kind of sucks for those who have paid for the video on demand that it's just going to air on telly anyway, but yeah, no excuse not to see this. It's free and it's fantastic, so definitely check it out. Then we get to the other semi-final, which I believe suffered greatly because of the match prior to it. It was Michael Elgin defeating Kevin Steen to advance to the final. And I think because the first match was so fast, was so frantic, so exciting, the crowd were buzzing all the way throughout it, you get down to a slower, more strength-focused match with two big guys. I think they should have flipped the coin the other way, in my opinion, and have Elgin Steen go first. What do you think? I think you're right. This was a very good match that won't get the recognition it deserves or the crowd reaction that it deserved because Mm. of the match that went on before it. But I'm fine with the match placement here after the previous match. 
because it kind of builds Elgin up as, you know, he had the second match. He got injured, you know, a lot during this match. So it, gives Cole, it kind of gives Cole a more even playing field going into mm. the main event. And as for the match, I thought it was a, another very good match. It didn't obviously reach the level of their Glory by Honor match last year, but yeah. anybody who thought it would, it kind of has unrealistic expectations. Yeah, that's impossible. But this match was a slower, metho- more methodical paced match. Mm. And I thought it had some very good psychology going down through the end with Elgin not being able to use his strength against Steen's size and then Steen not being able to use, uh, you know, get Elgin up for uh, the different moves he does. So he just kept on dropping them on his head trying to knock him out. Yeah. So I-, I thought it did a fine, fine job with what they had to work with. Yeah, I remember... Um... While this show was going on live, there was obviously discussion on the forum, and a lot of people just didn't like this match. And I actually thought it was good, but it was just, as you said, because of what happened just before it, minutes before, that it was getting overshadowed, and people were sort of still on a high and buzzing from that match we just had. And then to go to this is a bit of a, a jarring sort of change. So I think, you know, if you were to watch them in isolation, both fantastic matches, but watching them one after the other in the order they aired, will probably affect sort of what you think of, of the second match, I think. Um, then we get to the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Title Match. Could that the... belt have a longer name? Oh, I don't know. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Um, <laughs> the, the champions, the Forever Hooligans, successfully retained the belts against the American Wolves. Now, these have had, I believe, two of the matches before in Ring of Honor this year. Um, and also the hooligans obviously had that fantastic match against the books at Manhattan Mayhem Five, I want to say. Um, but I, I don't know. This was okay, but I wasn't a massive fan. I agree because this is their third match, and they've all kind of been on the same level, good but not great. And there's nothing wrong with having a good match in the middle of the card like this, though. Mm, I, 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 I actually enjoyed this quite a bit. I think they've had. The Wolves and the Hooligans have had better matches. I wouldn't say this is the best one of the three. I would agree with that. It, I mean, this is the third time in, what, six months that we've seen this match as a high-profile match. Mm. So it might be us just getting burned out on yeah, these, I mean, two teams facing each other. A lot of the stuff repeated, like the spot where they throw each... you know, Where there's one guy in a corner and the, the Hooligans start fighting each other. That spot has happened seemingly every single match they have lately. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, and then they hug it out. Yeah, that one. Yeah. The way he puts his hat on and starts doing the dancing and kicking him. It kind of feels like there's a bit of repetition going on. Perhaps we are, as you say, just getting burnt out on seeing it so many times. Well, but also every team has moves that they do every single match too. Mm. But that thing with the hug it out isn't really a move. It's just sort of a... a a segment where they sort of fall out briefly and then hook it out. I mean, that's not really a move, is it? It's just yeah, sort yeah, of a... true. But I think that was something that is fun the first time, okay, the second time, but then gets old the third time. Yeah. I think you is... know if they if they spread it out and only did it twice during their Ring of Honor run, it'd have been a lot better than doing it every single match. Mm. I think yeah. I think overall, my opinion is that it was a good match. It's just a bit too much to having so many of them at this point, but. Um, that brought us to intermission, and this is where sort of my live viewing of the show began to go downhill in terms of the stream. But I was sort of so high on the show at this point that I was, it just made it even more disappointing that it didn't work because some very, very good matches in that first half. I know. this The first half of this show was excellent. 
And then we kicked off the uh, second half with R.D. Evans and Vader Scott making their way to the ring. And uh, Vader Scott had the sad news that QT Marshall wasn't in Philadelphia that night. And she talked about the brutal attack that Outlaw Inc. gave to Martial Law at Manhattan Mayhem 5. And they were randomly interrupted by Adam Page, who... I can't remember if Adam Page did a promo or not. I don't really remember him saying that much. All I remember is that there was then a very, very quick match. Um, where in, in my live report, I wrote this match was too quick to report on. <laughs> where Adam Page um, quickly defeated R.D. Evans. Defeated him with like a weird reverse tombstone pile driver. And that was the end of that. I don't really know what we can say about that, John. This was a completely pointless match, I think. Yeah, I don't know what it achieves. Who does I it get over? I guess it a, a, a win, but... Over a manager? I mean, didn't Ryback beat Artie Evans on SmackDown the other week? That's true, yeah. So, I guess this sets up the Adam Page versus <laughs> Ryback match we've all been begging for. Final battle. Um, and that was the last match I saw live. And then we got to Roderick Strong defeating... Ricky Marvin. Ricky Marvin came out with some funky music, John. I don't know if you noticed. He sure did. Um, this was... I enjoyed this match. I watched this recently. This is one I had to watch on Video On Demand. Um, I don't know about Ricky Marvin. The crowd didn't seem that into him. Perhaps they weren't aware of his past like we are. Perhaps they're not fans of him before. I don't know, but... Well, the thing is, Ring of Honor has been bringing in these outside talents. Like, fans have been begging for for so long mm. but they don't really give us a reason to care about these outside talents because you know after this match what 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 really changed you know yeah. still in the same position he beat ricky marvin who has had one match ring of honor ever so <laughs> it's cool to see ricky marvin but it really is inconsequential in the long run i mean what did you think of ricky marvin would you like him to be brought back or Eh, I didn't care for this match that much. It was good, but it was bland. There was yeah, I had like no investment into it whatsoever. So mm. it kind of doesn't help when you look at it from, you know, I don't know who Ricky Marvin is. There was no real video package or anything sort of documenting his past. Or he came out with these two random belts, this funky music. He's against the floater Roderick Strong, who's not really done anything of any note for a long time now, and it was just kind of there. It wasn't yeah. It's not one that I'll ever want to rewatch or anything or look back on fondly. It was just... It was there. Yeah, and what happened with the botched finish? He hit the sick kick and Sinclair counted three and then said, no, it was a two. And then Roderick Strong immediately hits like a tiger bomb and pins him. Yeah, I guess Ricky Marvin either forgot to kick out or... <laughs> Roddy uh... just wanted to give him a tiger bomb. <laughs> yeah, or Todd Sinclair really hates Ricky Marvin. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's some sort of secret rival we don't know about there. Um, then after that match, we had a unfortunate um, segment with BJ Whitmer, who unfortunately had to reveal that he's decided to retire from in-ring competition. Um, during this, he thanked the fans, the locker room, Kerry Silkin, Gabe Sapolsky, um, his trainer, Les Thatcher. He sort of thanked all of them for their support and throughout his career and also recently since the the injury, um, and he obviously made the big announcement. Um, he then invited Jimmy Jacobs to the ring and essentially talked about their 
brutal rivalry of the past. And he made one final request to Nigel McGuinness, and that was to give Jimmy Jacobs the opportunity to get his job back in Ring of Honor. And uh, unfortunately, that's where my stream cut out. So I haven't had a chance to see this segment again. Did I cover everything there? Is that sort of what happened? Because the stream just would not work after that. Yeah, for the most part, you covered everything. And did you say that Nigel agreed to give Jimmy Jacobs a chance to get his job back? I did not know that. There we go. That's something I didn't know. Yes, Jimmy Jacobs now has a chance to get his job back in a trial series. Uh, I think it's if he wins three out of five matches, mm-hmm. he gets either his job back or a future world title shot, something along those oh, lines. okay. So I'm happy to see some kind of story involving Jimmy Jacobs now. Mm. Yeah, that is good to get him brought back in and something to sort of do with these matches coming up. And it's a shame about BJ Whitmer. I, mean, I read on the forum that apparently it wasn't necessarily due to the power driver itself. It was sort of built up, a, you know, from all the bumps over the years. And I'm not 100% sure on the full story regarding the injury, but obviously it's very sad news. And I don't know if he'll stick around as like a manager or a trainer, ring of honor, any sort of involvement with the company. I don't know, but he seems like somebody that'd make a good like agent in the back or something. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely got a lot of experience. He can definitely help a lot of people. It's just a shame that his in ring career is sort of come to an end at this, at this point. So, but at least he got a good send off like this. That's true. Yeah. He did get the opportunity to, you know, to, to say what he thought. Thank everyone. So yeah, it's uh, it was nice that he had the opportunity. Um, then we got to a eight-man tag team match, which, you know, these teams are suspicious. Very suspicious. Um, CNC Wrestle Factory and Adrenaline Rush teamed up to defeat Red Dragon, Matt Taven and Michael Bennett with Truth Martini, the Hoopla Hotties and Maria at ringside. And there was three Hoopla Hotties this week. So there's a lot of people on the outside. Um, we had she had Maria on commentary for all of this, um, and Bobby Fish actually took Kevin Kelly's headset for brief periods, which was great because we couldn't hear Kevin Kelly at all then. Um, the match was all right. It wasn't like fantastic or anything. I, mean, I don't know what you can expect from an eight-man tag, but it was okay. It was just sort of filler, I think, to give these guys something to do on the show. Um, I think the the, the teams are a bit interesting, as I'll say, when you sort of look at the the ring as it's divided. That's all. <laughs> I'm not going to say any more. But <laughs> what did you think of it? I agree. It was, an, it was an okay match. I kind of expected more given the talent in here. But we got what we got. There were some nice spots. But other than that, I thought that Maria's presence on commentary and then Bobby Fish going in and out of commentary was really distracting from the match itself. Mm. And I guess this sets up another CNC title shot, even though they've, I, I saw in the forum, you know how many title shots CNC have had? I don't know. How many? How many would you guess? <sighs> it's got to be a lot, hasn't it? Because they even had some against like uh, wrestling's greatest tag team when they won that proving ground. Eight. Seven. This will be their eight if they get this title shot. Eight title shots in quite a short period of time. Yes, and they never seem like big deals, those title shots do either. Nah, they're all just sort of throwaways. Feel like fillers, don't they? Um, you know, just to have a tag team title match. <laughs> you can't handle the two. Two, two, two. And we're back from the brownout. Um, we appeared to have been 
something happened with our connection there, John. I don't know if if Stephen's trying to do something about this. Have we heard any more from Stephen? Last time I checked, he was in jail. He might have been responsible for the GoFight livestream issues. That is a very good point. Do, do we know if um, his scum uh, stuffing crotches for undersized manliness would actually disband it, or are they, did they bust him out of jail? We haven't actually checked up on him in a while. No, I mean, you know, when somebody's in jail for as long as he's in jail, he has. we have plenty of time to check back on, up on him later in life. That's true. But, but true. who knows? He, he might have orchestrated some kind of crazy escape attempt with his Uh-oh. stuffing crotches for undersized manliness friends. Oh, dear. I don't know who else is in that group. I'm going to have to find out. Um, so anyway, back to the Death Before Dishonor XI roundup or whatever you want to call it. Um, we were just talking about how CNC had their, this will be their eighth title shot. And they all just feel like, they never feel like big deals or anything. And I was I was trying to say before the brownout occurred that they feel like they're a bit stagnant. They've just been at the same point for a long time. And maybe even have dropped down the rankings a little bit. What do you think? I agree, and that's just not true for CNC. That's true for quite a bit of Ring of Honor's roster. A lot of people have really no direction, mm. and I think CNC is like the best example of how much that can hurt a team or just an individual wrestler. Because back at what what was a final battle last year, just ten months ago, we were expecting them to kind of take the tag titles off of who whoever the champion were at the time. Was it the Briscoes or Red Dragon? I think it was the the Briscoes. You're expecting them to take the belts off, and then here they are, ten months later, still. That was it. Scum, scum were the champs, and then they lost them to the. It was a three-way with the scum, Briscoes, and C and C, and we all thought C and C were going to win the belts, but Briscoes did, and then they dropped it to Red Dragon. Yeah, they've, and then ever since then they've kind of just been an added-on part of the scum storyline, and then since that ended, they haven't really been up to anything whatsoever. And they weren't even in Steel Cage Warfare, were they? Or any sort of major role in that storyline. They were just a side act. Yeah, I mean, for for a team that's as, as talented and as fun to watch as they are, they've really been used horribly. Mm. Uh, so now we'll move on. Well, before we move on, actually, to the main event, after, the, after C&C won the match by hitting overtime on O'Reilly, the creepy music hit, and Outlaw Inc. appeared, and everyone cleared the ring in fear. It's not like there was eight of them in the ring or anything to beat up two guys. Um, and they basically came out for a promo and talked about how the new world champion and Red Dragon are both on notice. And then they molested Kevin Kelly and left. The two best parts of this whole uh, of this whole segment were just probably Kevin Kelly. The first being when the music <laughs> first said, he goes, what is this? We've heard this before. This was it somewhere else. Well, yeah, you don't remember them coming out during Manhattan Mayhem Five. <laughs> Even and, John remembers that. And then, and then, just the face Kevin Kelly made when he was getting molested was <laughs> so funny. Yeah, very. I didn't see the point in this. The, the promo was that brief and in, in, uh, inconsequential. I think is the word I'm looking for. That I don't know. It just kind of felt like, hey, we're still here. Don't forget about us. And then they just attacked Kevin Kelly. <laughs> Kevin Kelly. They can attack him more if they want, to be fair. Um, then we got to the main event. After months and months, we are here to finally crown a new Ring of Honor World Champion after this tournament began all those months ago. 
back when Scum was still around was when this tournament was first revealed. Um, and then before the match began, we were revealed that there are judges in case the match went to a 60-minute time limit. And at this point, it was like maybe 4.30 in the morning over here. And I was like, please don't go 60 minutes. <laughs> I was scared. Um, the judges were Kerry Silkin, 80s action villain Joe Coff. His brother Jack was not in attendance. And Prince Nana was also a judge. Um, and luckily they weren't actually needed because there wasn't a 60-minute time limit draw, which would have been horrific. Um, instead, we had a very good match that, I think, surprisingly to me, Adam Cole won cleanly. There was no he, shenanigans. He won somewhat cleanly. How? How? What's the somewhat on it? Because at one point, Elgin hit the uh, hit the turnbuckle bomb, the buckle bomb, mm-hmm. and then picked Elgin up for the Elgin bomb, and then and, uh, Cole's feet hit Todd Sinclair, kind of knocked him silly, and he couldn't count the three count that Elgin would have won the title with. Mm. That's true. But but it ended as cleanly as any more uh, it ended cleaner cleanlier more cleanly. <laughs> what what's the word? Cleaner. It ended cleaner than I I'd assume anybody expected it to if Cole yeah. went over. Cole hit the fl- hit you know several um, consecutive German suplexes, followed by the Florida Key to pin Elgin and become the new Ring of Honor World Champion. I think at last, well deserved. Um, absolutely I'm, I'm glad probably the best independent wrestler in the world today yeah absolutely I'm I'm glad they didn't give it to Elgin I talked about this on the preview I think Cole as a champ opens up more possibilities with you know who he can feud with who he can defend against um, and I, you know as soon as this happened I was like hmm no heel turn very interesting because I know we both um, we were discussing you know is he going to turn heel after the match or during the match and we both thought it was going to be during but the heel turn actually came afterwards when Jay Briscoe came to the ring to present him with the belt, which he had to do. As he said, you know, Cole won cleanly. There was no shenanigans, so he gave him the belt. Briscoe turned around to walk away and got super kicked in the back of the head. And then Cole hit uh, Elgin with the title and then stood there with an insane look on his face. He looked mental. <laughs> um, taunting the crowd. And... That was it. The show ended. At that point, for me, the stream died. And then, you know, because we saw the last, like, 30 seconds and the stream was completely cut off as soon as he won. But what do you think? It's finally happened. The Adam Cole heel turn. Finally, and it couldn't come soon enough. Adam Cole as a face is good, but Adam Cole as a heel is amazing. So I'm really excited to see what all this leads to. Yeah, it opens up so much potential interesting storylines for the future of people he can defend the belt against. So I'm looking forward to see what they do next. I'm a bit disappointed with what they have decided to do in the immediate future, but obviously he's going to rain. Who knows how long the rain will last? And well, yeah, we'll have to see. I think there's a lot of good possibilities there. So yeah, overall, very good show. I would say I, I can't fault it apart from the stream working, but obviously when you buy it on video on demand, there aren't those issues. So I know, John, you've got a, a full review coming up on ROH World soon. Have you decided what score you're giving the show? I I keep thinking I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5. I can't oh, yeah. bring myself to go any higher, and any lower seems 
like I'm doing it a disservice. So I think I believe a four. Hmm. That seems fair. Yeah, it, it it was a very good show. I definitely recommend checking it out. My only issue is with three of the matches airing on TV. You're not really missing that much by just watching those. And that's the thing. I'm not sure if I should grade this as a show itself or take into account that they'll also be airing on TV. I, I would just take review as the show itself because in a few, you know, in a year's time, they might not be able to access those old TV. I'm not sure if you can really watch the old ones, but, you know, right well, now... You, if you're... Can't, you can't even watch the new ones. <laughs> that's true. You know, if you were thinking right now, do I want to pay money for this? Mm, with the airing on TV, maybe not. But if you want the complete package and one, you know, one sit through, yeah, it's a good show. I, I enjoyed it. I, I definitely did enjoy watching it. So, I'd, I would recommend it if you're interested to uh, to check it out. So, that wraps up our review and discussion of Death Before Dishonor XI11. Um, and now we're going to move on to the news is that right john i've completely lost the script when we had the brown out um yeah let's go to the news ring of honor has wasted no time announcing matches for their next major show which is glory by honor 12 which is in chicago on october 12th the main event is an eight-man elimination tag team match featuring Ring of Honor champions versus All-Stars. It has a two-hour time limit, and if any All-Star yes. pins Ring of Honor champion Adam Cole, they will receive a future Ring of Honor title shot. Do you but, what? <laughs> but they didn't say anything about submissions. Oh. It's only if you pin him, right? Very interesting. Do you remember that... Um... Oh, this is a long time ago. It was there was a eight man tag that involved the Briscoes and Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, and it did it actually go two hours long or something? Went, like? I think it went like an hour twenty five. It was like the longest longest match ever or something. Or... It was the longest match in like modern wrestling or something like that. <laughs> that was at one. That was at one of the Battle of the Carolina shows. Yeah, and they aired it on TV, like split it up into chunks. And I hope that's not what they do here with this match, but. They haven't announced the teams yet, but already, doesn't this sound like a weak main event for a show like Glory by Honor? Yeah. It does. I mean, isn't this listed as an iPay-Per-View on the website as well? It is listed as an iPay-Per-View on the website. So if they go with that, it's... I don't know. I mean, we've actually got a question from Blake on uh, Twitter who says, Can you explain why Ring of Honor thinks the fans are going to spend money with a glorified number one contenders match in the main event of Glory by Honor, which is I don't I don't know because this match, even though I don't know any of the participants in it uh, other than Adam Cole, who I doubt will, will lose the championship well, by then. Do you not know the other participants? No, they, have, they haven't been announced. They say the All Stars will be revealed after this weekend's show in Baltimore. You know Adam Cole's team, though, don't you? No, I mean we don't know if Red Dragon will lose the belt. Oh, or I see what you're saying, Taven yeah. But as of now, it'd be Adam Cole, Red Dragon, and Taven. Yes. Against four All-Stars. And I believe two of them were revealed on TV, but I i won't spoil it for anyone. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This feels like, you know, maybe you could have it as main event of Ring of Honor in Hopkins. You know, an unnamed show. Get a load of guys in the ring. 
there you go. Fans are happy to get to see everyone, you know, everyone at once. But as a main event of a big show, Glory Banner, uh, I don't know. It doesn't scream main event to me. It doesn't want, you know, make me want to watch it after, you know, how um, Death Before Dishonor ended with Cole as the champion. You've got that reason to tune in, to want to watch what's going to happen next. What does happen next is an eight-man, non-more contendership tag team match. Very strange. I don't know what else we can say about that. Yeah, it's just a weak main event for what has been Ring of Honors. I mean, last year this show was main evented by Kevin Steen versus Michael Elgin and Ring of Honors, probably best match of the year last year. This is a major step down from that. Yeah, absolutely. But don't worry, there's been another match announced for this show as well. Pile Driver versus Pile Driver. Pile Driver. (laughs) I can't speak English. (laughs) Let me try that again. Pile Driver versus Pile Driver. Michael Bennett versus Kevin Steen. (sighs) Yeah, I'm not sure what to... I think Steven, before he turned heel on us and went into exile and formed stuff in crotches for undersized manliness... He often would say that Mike Bennett's all right, but when you see his name on the card, you never go, oh, yes. You're never excited. You never want to tune in. It's just, you're like, oh, all right. Do you have the same reaction as me to this? It just. Yeah, and I like Michael Bennett too, but this match just doesn't excite me. With Steen as well. I don't know if that's a good match of styles there either. I think it could be entertaining from a personality standpoint. Yeah, with Maria as well. Yeah. But, I don't know, I don't think it's going to be a great in-ring contest. This is quite concerning that they've announced two matches, and they've used up most of the roster, especially in that main event with all the champions being in it, and four assumingly main event guys, I would predict Lethal or Richards or Edwards perhaps will be in that, so... Don't know what the rest of the card's going to look like. This show is only in a few weeks, I believe, as well, isn't it? 26th of October, so three weeks Saturday? So They'll probably start announcing matches the Monday following this weekend's Baltimore show. Yeah, so hopefully there'll be other stuff announced. Because on paper so far, it's not the greatest, so we'll have to wait and see. Is that all the news? Or is... And we got one more bit of news. Mm-hmm. The Cabbage Patch Kids... QT Marshall's contract has expired. Oh, no. So I never thought I'd say this, but I hope they can work something out with them to on a per-parent <laughs> basis. What? Because I really like the Marshall Law team. I think they are extremely entertaining. Yeah, yeah they're okay. I wouldn't, you know, clamor to quickly. We've got to try and re-sign him. Got to get this guy back. I say they can get them on a, a paper appearance basis mm. and use them sparingly. I think it. I think it would work. I'd be happy to see him back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I wouldn't be that. I don't think anyone would really be that annoyed if he were to leave. I mean, Ring of Honor have basically acknowledged that he is a bit of a joke in a way. Because well, you say Glory by Honor is October twenty sixth. Yeah. I know for a fact he will not be at Glory by Honor. Oh, why? Where is he, John? He will be at a local independent promotion here in here in Jacksonville, Florida, wrestling against off the wall Sam Shaw. Oh. Didn't that match actually happen on Ring of Honor TV once? 
it might have, and I think they also teamed with each other at one point too. <laughs> so this is a bitter rivalry going back years. So uh, now that's the news wrapped up for this week. We're going to recap the results. We've got a lot to get through on this week's show. Uh, we're going to recap the results from a Ring of Honor in Hopkins, Minnesota, which took place this past Saturday, I believe it was, 28th of uh, September. So a very quick recap of the results. Um, Red Dragon defeated Monster Mafia, consisting of Josh Alexander and Ethan Page in the opener. And those are two people that Ring of Honor fans have been clamoring for, so it's good to see them get brought in. Mm. Uh, Mark Briscoe defeated Silas Young. Ugh. Yeah, Silas. I'm t- he, he needs to pick up some wins soon, I think. He, he can't keep losing continually, otherwise people will begin to not care because they'll see him and go, oh, he's going to lose and just lose interest. Um, this This I don't like. I don't think this even should have been booked. Michael Elgin and Jay Lethal defeated Adrenaline Rush. Ugh. Like, yeah, Michael Elgin and Jay Lethal are both very, very good wrestlers and are much higher up the card than ACH and Tadarius, but they're not a tag team. And then randomly going in the tag division to just beat one of the teams isn't the best thing, is it? I don't know. Very strange. Um, then, then Mark Briscoe won the Honor Rumble. Which I complete I opposite, complete opposite of what I predicted. I said they were going to give it to a young guy because you can't sell tickets announcing Cedric Alexander versus Adam Cole in the main event. Not at this stage in Cedric's career, but you you could say you know Mark Briscoe Cole for the title. That's like I that, thought that that would draw some people. I thought that'd be one that announced you know. At one of these house shows after Glory Banner, or if there's any more, well, Baltimore, for example, this weekend, that would have been a good main event title match to announce for that. But, but this has been a perfect opportunity for somebody like ACH to win, get the main yeah. event spot, and to see what he can do with it. Yeah. They've lost nothing because the promotion was all on the Honor Rumble and this mystery title match. No one would have complained if someone like ACH, Caprice Coleman, Cedric Alexander, Matt Taven, even at Silas Young. There's so many of these new guys. Let's see what they can do in the main event. And it makes me question why he had to go over Silas Young earlier in the night, too, if he was going to win the Honor Rumble. Rumble. Maybe it still looked like he would have a chance of winning in the main event. I I don't know. I I can see why they did this. It ties in with the storyline. We had Jay Briscoe at ringside, but in terms of what they could, the, the opportunity they had to give someone like Cedric Alexander, like ACH, a title shot, main event of a show, that could be a breakout match for someone. That could make a new star. So, Isn't this yeah. exactly what we didn't want to see following Adam Cole's title win? This is Yeah, this, I think this is the exact opposite. <laughs> and to be honest, we, we just saw this match on TV a few weeks ago. In the um, I even saw that one, believe it or not, <laughs> when they main evented uh, in the quarterfinal, first round match, whatever it was, of the tournament. Very frustrating to see the match happen again when they had that opportunity because doesn't you know ACH you can't really just give him a world title shot can you at a, a show it's not really going to draw that well but they had the opportunity to give someone new a title shot here and they decided not to for whatever reason so very very strange John. Well, speaking of matches that we've seen time and time again, let's talk about the next match. Oh God. I forgot this even happened. Michael Bennett defeated Eddie Edwards. 
Uh, what? Not long after he defeated Davy Richards. What the hell is going on with Bennett? Could he be getting some kind of odd push? But where is it going to lead? What's going to come of this? No. We've seen him get massive pushes before, defeating Jerry Lynn, Lance Storm, people like that. And then... I would say this could lead to a TV title opportunity, but that doesn't even make sense at this point. He seems to be getting pushed just to get pushed. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I mean, to you know, to be fair, he did win via interference from Maria, but still. But we've seen he... this. We saw this feud last year. Yeah, Brutal Bob got involved, didn't he? And then Brutal Bob had a match with Eddie Edwards, didn't he? I believe so, and I think we had. Sarah Del Rey get involved at one point too, didn't she? Rip off Maria's top under the ring. Yes, well, good memory. Yes, that that this feud did happen last year. So, I'm assuming this is just a one-off. But I don't know if Edwards is on his way out and the Wolves are rumored to be leaving. I suppose why not put some guys over? Very strange. Um, so then we get to our first match of the Jimmy Jacobs trial series. In fact, it may have been the second because there was one taped at the TV tapings, but um, Kevin Steen defeated Jimmy Jacobs with a package power driver and after the match, Maria cut a promo on Steen and then he was attacked by Michael Bennett heading into that big match at Glory Barna 12. Um, Yep. Yeah, that happened. (laughs) You can tell our enthusiasm enthusiasm for all of this uh, this show. I think I'm gonna let you review this show, John. Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> then we have a TV title match as Matt Taven successfully defended against Davy Richards and Roderick Strong. This should be a very good match. It just seems really, really random. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that all Taven matches are now for the title. But yeah, very, very random. Um, Taven actually pinned Davy Richards after uh, Silesia interfered. Yeah, it's hard to comment on this, honestly. There's a lot of strange stuff on paper here. Then in the main event, Adam Cole defeated Mark Briscoe to successfully retain the title. Luckily. Imagine if he lost. Um... In terms of other notes from the show, it was revealed that Ring of Honor will return to Hopkins next summer, and I believe those tickets are on sale now for ringside members. I think they're back in July, I want to say. Um, if you're on a list of the quick rundown of who was in the Honor Rumble, so who could have won the match? Um, ACH? Would have been a good choice. Bobby Fish would have been a good choice. But it would have been heel versus heel, which would have been kind of weird. Uh, yeah. Cheeseburger, now that would Best have been choice. Good. That would have been the best choice. That would have been a good main event. That would have been an incredible main event. <laughs> I'd actually tune in to watch the show then. Um, Davy Richards. Mm, I'm not. That'd have been, that him versus Cole would be a great match. Just it, he wouldn't have been. If, I don't see why they wouldn't announce that. You know, I think we we, we would have we would have complained if that would have happened. I think. Delirious. Yeah, that we would have complained about that. I think. <laughs> Somewhere we would have complained about most of these. Eddie Edwards. That's the match you announced a few weeks out. Jay Lethal, you you announced that. Josh Alexander. You couldn't have him coming in on his first yeah, night. Yeah, get a title shot. Kyle O'Reilly. Would have been good, but he's also he, a heel. heel. Yeah. Um, Mark Briscoe obviously won it. Matt Taven, another heel. 
But I think he would have been a good choice. Yeah. Michael Bennett. Roderick Strong. Solis. Come on. I, would, I think Roderick Strong could have been a good choice. Hmm. I know they had, you... they've, no, they've had a lot of matches recently, Cole and Strong. That's they true. That's Ring, true. Ring Masters Challenge recently. That, that's true, yeah. Um, Silas Young and Tadarius Thomas. They should have gone ACH. I'm annoyed really now. <laughs> I mean, what, what did they honestly have to lose by, by having him go out there? Nothing. Yeah, and he would lose in the main event, obviously, but it would be an incredible match. So Even Tadarius Thomas, give him the shot. Try and let him prove himself. As a singles guy, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, so that's the results from Ring of Honor in Hopkins. Um, do we want to preview Baltimore? This we're not going to preview it. We're just going to do our predictions. Otherwise, this show will will last longer than the Ring of Honor pay per view did. Um, the show is this Saturday, I believe, in Baltimore. Um, it's not a TV taping, but I'm going to assume they're going to use some of it for Road Rage. Um, I could be wrong though. So. Outlaw Inc. will take on Monster Mafia. So I, I think Outlaw Inc. is going to get the win here. Yeah, I hope they harass Kevin Kelly a bit more as well. Four corner survival match: Tadarius Thomas, Caprice Coleman, Antonio Thomas, and Roderick Strong. That's random. That is, that? Most of this card is extremely random. Pick a name out of a hat. Four way match. Basically, um, it's gonna be strong. The floater, yeah, it's gonna have to be strong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Roderick Strong. Um, ACH versus Kevin Steen. That should be good. That should be really, yeah, really yeah. good. That has a lot of potential there. Kevin Steen, though. Yeah, Kevin Steen's gonna win, but that should be a really good match. Adam Page trains for his match with Ryback by taking on Eddie Edwards. That should be another good match. Eddie Edwards will win, I predict. But um, yeah, that could be good, actually. Michael Bennett versus Jimmy Jacobs in trial series number three. I think Jimmy Jacobs will get the win with help from Kevin Steen. I like that idea. But, hmm. yeah, what? I-, I was going to say... I suppose he's won one of the... This is the third match in the series. He's won one, lost one. I feel like he's going to lose to Bennett because Bennett's beat Richards and Edwards and now will beat Jacobs, I think. And then make him win the last two matches and add the drama. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense, yeah. I can see that match going either way, honestly. Uh, Matt Taven... This is random. Matt Taven defends the TV title against Cedric Alexander. <laughs> What did Cedric, other than being an amazing wrestler, what did he do to deserve this title shot? I find it funny that like Davey had a, a title match recently, a one-on-one match with him that wasn't for the belt, and then Lethal had to win a proving ground. I know the stipulations just come in, but still, very strange. Um, but this yeah, should be, I would love to see Cedric Alexander win. I love Cedric Alexander. That would be good, wouldn't it? I mean, it wouldn't make a lick of sense, but... But none of this card does anyway, so... Um, yeah, I'm Taven will win, though. And then... <laughs> what? <laughs> I didn't know this. Um, Red Dragon defend the tag team titles against unbeatable Jay Lethal and Michael Elkin. What? John? <laughs> if so, you died, shock. So, 
beating Adrenaline Rush in one match gets you a tag team title shot? It looks that way, yes. What? It... This should be a good match, but it also makes no sense. Where's Adam Cole? He is a going to have a very special interview. Is he injured? I don't know. He's going to have a very special interview. Oh. I wouldn't mind them doing with Cole since he's like the heel champion. That isn't the right the rule you have to defend it once every 30 days. It'd be fun to have like a weasel champion who only defends it the bare minimum of time. <laughs> a weasel champion. Um, so yeah, that's Ring of Honor this weekend in Baltimore. Um, that feels like a a show spans- sponsored by like random.com or something, if that's even a website. With just this random card put together by pulling names out of a hat. So yeah, there's some matches on there that could be quite decent, but just feels very random, that's all. Um, so yeah, that wraps up the show this Saturday in Baltimore. So now we're going to move on to the questions and topics that you've sent in. If I can find the damn song. No, I can't. Well, (laughs) here we go. It's not like we've been doing this for what, hundred and three years now. Two years. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. Happy birthday! I just realised! <laughs> this is the RH Cast anniversary show! This is it! Because remember, our first our first show was reviewing Death Before It's on a 9. So, so two, this is two years ago, this show. Ish. I'm not sure the exact date of the... I can find the exact date, but yeah. This is, this is effectively our two-year anniversary show. John, two years of our witch cast. Why? I don't know. <laughs> How did this ever catch on as a thing? I really don't know. The first one was the 22nd of September, 2011. So over two years ago, John, 107 episodes ago, we started this little old podcast. Other Start... than reaching 100 episodes on the ROH cast, I have done absolutely nothing with my life. <laughs> Well, you've got your ROH cast t-shirt to uh, to celebrate that and show everyone. So, we'll, so, honestly, we need to thank the ROH cast force for getting us to two years. Yes, yeah, thank you to everyone who, who listens to the show, who sends in the questions, who gives them feedback. So, yeah, we really do appreciate everyone listening. Um, we still don't really understand why people listen, but <laughs> we hear a lot of good things, so we're glad you guys enjoy it, and we do appreciate the support, and... Who knows how many more years this will be going. It started off with three. Now we're down to two. Who knows what will happen next. Um, so yeah, now we are actually going to move on to the questions that you've sent in. So we'll go to Twitter first. Stephen says... Not not, not Exile Stephen. Another Stephen. Um, thoughts on Ring of Honor invading the old TNA Asylum? Are they? Oh, they are, aren't they, when they go to Nashville? I think that's pretty interesting. Yep, they have a show at the uh, the old TNA Solemn, is it next year? TV taping? Yeah, yeah, it's January the 14th, I believe. There we go. Interesting. Do, oh, do we have, actually have any thoughts on that? Or I mean, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but I think it's you know kind of cool. Yeah. I think it might, around that week, we'll be probably getting a lot of forum posts. Is Ring of Honor the next TNA or something like that? Yeah, but be ready for that forum. <laughs> create a thread created by ROH will jump. <laughs> uh, 
Um, we have another Twitter question from Adam, who says, we're two months away from Final Battle. What would be the main event match that you would book? That's a good question. I like that. That I would book? Like, realistically? Or... Yeah. I mean, realistically, it's probably going to be Adam Cole versus Jay Briscoe. <sighs> is it? It is. But we already saw that, and it wasn't very good. It was, like, okay. And this is Final Battle. But this seems to be what they're building towards. What about Michael Elgin? Where does he fit into this? Anniversary show? Three-way? Uh, uh, I don't really want to see that. Hmm. Ring yeah. of maybe Jay Lethal? Is that what you would like to see, or? Um, sure. <laughs> That's a man of conviction there with that. Maybe, have we seen Adam Cole versus Kevin Steen lately? We must have seen that. But it seems like, that'd be, it seems like that'd be something that we remember, though. <laughs> oh, God. It must have happened. Surely. We... Has it? I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, God. I bet there's people listening now thinking we're morons because Just we can't remember. Just screaming right now. Yeah. It, it must have happened. Are you doing your research right now? I can hear me typing. <laughs> yeah. Because if not, that should be the main event of... That would be my dream main event of Final Battle. I mean, it's happened in PWG quite a bit, but that's PWG and not Ring of Honor. We... Well, I googled it, and it turns out it happened on the May 18th Ring of Honor TV show as the main event. Oh, it was TV, so they that, that means it wasn't all that great. Yeah, and we, we don't watch the TV, so we've got an excuse for not remembering it. But yeah, uh, that yeah, I agree with that. Cole versus Dean. I don't think... We definitely haven't seen that main event of the show, and we probably have now that I said definitely, but... I would like that, but I, I'm worried they're going to do Jay Briscoe Cole, which we saw at... What was it? What show was it? Was it Border Wars? Supercard of Honor, Border Wars, something like that. And it wasn't anything special, was it? It was good, but not great. Mm. Yeah, I, ho- I hope we see Steen Cole. Fingers crossed. Um, and our final Twitter one is from Zach, who says, Do you see Bennett feuding with Steen a step down for Steen? And he's probably proven as why Steen will not be main eventing Final Battle. To be honest, I already forgot that feud was happening, even though we just talked about it. <laughs> Do you think that's a step down for Steen? I think it must be, you know, being in the semi-final of the tournament and then going down. this the... guy who can't ever find any kind of traction. Mm. I, he's think probably... a... I think it's a step down, but I think it's something that could elevate Michael Bennett to, a, to Steen's level to where it could be. Like a lateral move. Yeah. Uh, Then we have questions on our forum. We have one from Felka Pat, who says, if TNA ended up going out of business, how do you think it would impact Ring of Honor? I think Ring of Honor would probably bring in some of the lower card TNA guys that fit in with the Ring of Honor style. Mm. I'm not sure if Kenny King would make his way back. I don't think... (laughs) 
obviously, I don't think, you know, Austin Aries would be seen again. I don't think AJ Styles would come into Ring of Honor. Mm. But maybe a TJ Perkins could come back. Yeah. Somebody along those lines. Yeah. It would just be some new guys coming out, I think, would be the only impact. Honestly, Garrett Bischoff would be the best choice. Oh, God. Moving on. (laughs) We have a question from Marcus, but it's not a troll question. Does he still get the music? I don't think this has ever happened before. Um, no, he he doesn't. Maybe he gets half of the song or something. Do you have do you have the remix available? Yeah, he gets that. Marcus says, assuming you've seen the thread on Caprice Coleman, would you agree? He's gotten progressively worse over the years from an in-ring standpoint. Have you seen that thread, Harry? I have not seen that thread. Have you seen that thread, John? I have, in fact, seen that thread. Okay. I'll go over to you then. What is the sort of the consensus of this thread? I notice it's gone on to... It's uh, one of the top threads on the forum at the moment. It's just basically discussing... Where Cedric Alexander, uh, no, I mean Caprice Coleman was. I'm sorry, where Caprice Coleman was when he first entered Ring of Honor, mm-hmm. as like a talker and a wrestler compared to where he is now, and people are trying to you know determine whether he's progressed or regressed during that time. Mm-hmm. Because remember when he first came in, we were all talking about how great he was, how he could talk, and how good he was in the ring. And now you know it seems like he's lost in half his matches, and he doesn't get that chance to speak on the microphone as much. I don't think he's regressed. I think everybody around him has surpassed him. I think he's probably about the same level he was when he first came in. Mm. But everybody else around him has gotten so much better that it has made him look worse. And I and you know I haven't went back and watched his original matches since they first happened. But I wouldn't be surprised if some of the same stuff was happening then, and we're just overlooking it because he he was the new guy, a fresh face, something new to be excited about. Yeah. So you know I don't think he's regressed. I don't think he's progressed either just sort of stayed stagnant so to speak and perhaps the evolution of Cedric Alexander is as you say highlighted the fact that Caprice perhaps doesn't progress at the same rate yes that's yes <laughs> yeah so there we go anything else we want to say I don't think there's anything else to, to add really on that he's much uh, he's, but he's older isn't he than uh, Cedric much yeah older. Cedric's only like early 20s I want to say wow and Caprice is in his mid-30s, so mm. Cedric is definitely the one with the brighter future out of the two. Mm. Um, KL underscore from Poland says, Are you guys going to be here for ROH Cast 1000? It took us two years to get to, almost, to get to 100. Yeah, give it so time. That means it'd be 10 years to get to 1,000. 20 years to get to 1,000? Yeah. I yeah. think the answer... What? It's 100% yes. So we're going to be in, what, our 40s? And we'll still be doing this podcast? I mean, the only way we won't be is if Ring of Honor closes down. That's true. Uh, there's something that's going to happen soon to RH Cast. I, I, I won't announce it yet. Do we need one of those Y2J countdown clocks to your to to this major <laughs> announcement? Um, but you know, I don't think us on the RH cast will last forever. Forever. 
forever. I would like to think that ROH cast itself will last longer than my time on the show. You I think that's ROH cast though. Um. So he also asks, should Ring of Honor produce Silas Young T-shirts for the ROH shop? Absolutely. I don't know why they don't make a T-shirt for every wrestler. Yeah, I don't see why not. Or at People... least have a design for them, and then as they get bought, you know, purchase the shirts to to ship out like that. Hmm. Or just get some, you know, some small quantities in. So the guys like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some people who'd buy a Silas Young T-shirt, depending on the quote. Stephen might buy it if they say something about women in in wrestling. Stephen would probably buy it. Um. And our final question of the week goes to Kale underscore with his third question. He says, how about Ardy Evans and Vader Scott as a couple in martial law? Didn't Vader Scott recently get married? Not in, not in Ring of Honor, she didn't. Oh, that's true. That's true. You gotta stop mixing real life with, with your wrestling, man. <laughs> Still real to me, damn it. Mm. Um... I don't. I don't really know if them being uh, romantically involved would add much to that duo. What, what do you think? Eh, why not? <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? What's the worst that could happen? That's true. It'd kind of be nice to see a woman in Ring of Honor kiss someone they want to, as opposed to just being forced upon by some face on the roster. Traditionally, what happens? Jay Lethal, uh, Mike Mondo, etc. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger. Yes, cheeseburger. Yeah. I'm sure, there's been others that have been going for Maria, but. In fact, did you see um, the entire face team <laughs> trying to... What was the word you used before? Was it like mouth rape or something? When Mike Mondo attacked Maria, you, you used that term or something. They tried like a term I'd use. They tried to do that to all of the women, like the hoopla hotties and Maria, didn't they? All four of them. They did, but they didn't, they didn't succeed. They didn't succeed, luckily. Because our valiant hero heals... Yes. Saved those damsels in distress. Ring of Honor is weird, man. Yeah. That's why you don't mix Ring of Honor with real life, because if you didn't know, guys, we can't actually do that in real life to women. We might end up in prison with Stephen. Um, so, does that bring an end to this podcast? I feel like this nope. <laughs> is spoilers. Oh, my God. Right. For those of you who don't want to hear spoilers from uh, the TV tapings that will start airing on October 12th for three weeks... Um, we recommend you turn off the show now, but we thank you for uh, listening, and we do hope you enjoy the show. So we're going to move on to those spoilers now, and because the show, I feel like, has been going on for days, we'll quickly run through them, and then we'll wrap this week's uh, show up. So here is your spoiler warning. Right, so there's no excuse if we don't want to hear this. So, episode one, October 12th, 2013... So in our first match, Adam Page defeated ACH. That is odd. Very odd. Of all the people for Adam Page to get a win over, ACH... I don't know. What's going on? I don't know what to say about that, to be honest. I guess you could make the argument that Adam Page is the single star and ACH is the tag team wrestler, but still. Hmm... Uh, Nigel McGuinness came out and announced the main event for Glory Barner 12, which we've already discussed. But but, uh, but but read this, read this. Nigel McGuinness comes out and announces an eight-man tag team match for Glory by Honor 12. 
The match will feature four Ring of Honor champions versus four contenders. If a contender is able to pin a champion, then they will receive a championship match. The first two contenders were revealed as Jay Briscoe and Michael Elgin. But Michael Elgin has a tag team title shot coming up. So could he be on the champions and contenders <laughs> at the same time? Yes. Okay, that's what I was wanting to know. And I'm also confused because this year, the reports from people in attendance said it was if a guy pins any champion, they get a shot. But apparently it's only if they pin Cole. Or That, yeah. that was according to the article on the website. Hmm. Anyway, we've talked about that main event and Briscoe and Elgin were announced as two of the All-Stars. But as John said, there is a loophole where Elgin could actually be on both teams at once. Um, Roderick Strong defeated Mike Mondo via Powerbomb. After the match, he cut a promo discussing his accomplishments. That seems like it'd be a heel promo, doesn't it? I don't know. It seems maybe, like only a heel would brag about stuff maybe, like that. Maybe it just feels a bit nostalgic. Um, Back in my day. <laughs> Outlaw Inc. defeated Martial Law. Um, Kingston called out Red Dragon, but the referees forced him to the back after the match. Then in our main event, Matt Taven defeated Jay Lethal with the Climax. Or the STDDDT. STDDT, yeah. It's too difficult for Kevin Kelly to say that name, but it's much better. Um, Taven actually won by himself after Truth Martini and the Hotties were sent to the back. That's good. I'm glad they're doing that on TV yeah. now instead of just house shows. Mm. Um, hmm. Episode two. I'm just I'm just reading these, <laughs> just reacting. Um, episode two, October nineteenth. Mark Briscoe defeated Tadarius Thomas. Huh. Adrenaline rush losing like both of these shows in the openers. I don't know why. Very strange. Um, Adam Cole comes out for a promo, but he ran away when Jay Briscoe and Michael Elgin appeared. Um, he actually left the belt in the ring when he escaped, which led Elgin and Briscoe to fight over it. And then the referees had to separate Briscoe. Why and... are they fighting over it? It's not like they could, not like they could win it right there. <laughs> they just want to hold it. That's why I have a photo with it. Um, well, how about you take one half, I take the other half, and we take a nice picture. <laughs> um, Michael Bennett and Maria defeated the Brutal Burgers. So not only has he beat... Eddie Edwards, David Richards. Now he beats Cheeseburger. That is a slap in the face to every Ring of Honor fan. <laughs> he actually won by hitting the ace crusher on Cheeseburger. After the match, he cut a promo about BJ Whitmer and how he ended his career with the power driver. He actually then went to give Cheeseburger a power driver. But luckily, Kevin Steen loves Cheeseburgers and has <laughs> made the save and stopped him from being attacked. And then he gave, um, did he give, no, he didn't actually give him a package power driver, but he said that his power driver is the best, not Bennett's. And then Maria slapped Steen and the fight broke out. Steve Carino made a quick appearance and saying he has a legitimate contract that allows him to be colour commentator. I don't actually believe the report said that he actually went to commentate, but hopefully they bring him back on colour because anything's better than Kevin Kelly. Um, then in our main event tag team title match, is this the eighth shot for CNC? This would be. Red Dragon defeated 
Forever Hooligans and the CNC Wrestle Factory when O'Reilly pinned Kozlov after the Chasing Dragon. And Outlaw Inc. appeared after the match and stole the tag team title belts. They ran around ringside with them and then gave them back to ring crew. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Then we get to our final show. They only taped three, which is uh, a first, I believe. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs defeated Silas Young in the trial series. Another loss for Silas. But at least that's to Jimmy Jacobs, who has like a story going on. It wasn't just that's a true. random loss. Um, Davy Richards defeated Ricky Marvin with a brain buster. Vader Scott appeared at ringside and served papers to Nigel McGuinness. Don't know what these papers say. Kevin Steen came out for his main event match against Eddie Edwards, but he was attacked by Michael Bennett with a power driver. Um, even after this, Steen demanded the match continue. Eddie Edwards then defeated Steen by reversing a package power driver into a small package. And after the match, Bennett appeared to attack Steen once again, but Steen countered and hit a package power driver on Bennett. And then Edwards hit a power driver on his own onto Bennett. And that was the end of the show. Tune into that, John, aren't you? Excited? I cannot be more thrilled by what I just heard. Very strange that it feels like the only storyline feud, anything to come out of three weeks of Ring Around the TV is Kevin Steen versus Michael Bennett. And Elgin versus Jay Briscoe. Possibly. That's or is that building up to the All Stars match? That's building up to the All Stars match, but there's they still have kind of a feud going on. Are you saying on... that there is dissension in the All Stars team? Oh God. <laughs> it's the House of Truth all over again. And on that note, it brings an end to episode 107 of the ROH cast. I have no idea how long this show is. I do apologize. Um, I think it's been a bit of a trick. Right. We must be the only podcast that apologizes for having a show. <laughs> Sorry made you listen to all this. <laughs> um, yeah, for those of you who have made it this far, we do hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes or send in your feedback. Uh, if you want to send in any feedback or questions, you can do this in several ways. You can tweet us at ROH underscore world. You can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash ROH world. Or you can go to our forum at rohworld.com and post a question there. So there we go. That wraps up episode 107. Um, thank you to the American Bearded Nightmare, John, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Um, if anyone asks you to bail them out of prison by the name of Stephen, do not. You cannot let him escape and destroy any more episodes of the show. So, yeah, we will see you all next week, maybe. <laughs> see you guys. <laughs>